My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Good morning and good afternoon and welcome to my podcast, My Love of Life Energy. And today I'm having um, a repeat uh, guest on my show. And the reason why is that um, his name is Cooper. Welcome, Cooper. (laughs) And the reason I'm having him again is because he's a profound man and what he's doing in life I really want to be out in the world and I wanted, he's had a very profound experiences in the last last year since the last time we've done it. And I wanted to come back on and share what he's seen and put it out into the world. So with that, welcome. Thanks. Yeah. So you want to just give a quick update on. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been through what I call initiations for the last, um, Almost 12 months, about 12 months. Began 12 months exactly because it was my birthday a year ago. Yeah. It began the the seriousness, I guess it was all serious, but on November 1st, my body started having panic attacks. Hmm. Um, And I'd never had a panic attack before, so I didn't even realize what they were at first. But it turned out my body was bleeding out. Mm -hmm. And on the 3rd of November, I was in. Raced to hospital in an ambulance with a hemoglobin of three, which for a man is supposed to be over 13. And they were surprised I could even talk at the hospital. So they did an upper endoscopy, discovered four major ulcers, and so I was literally bleeding out. They also did a biopsy. So I was in hospital for five days. It was the first time I'd been taken to hospital since I was five. Yeah. And he calls me on the 9th of November and tells me that I have um, advanced large B-cell, stage four, aggressive. Um, oh, he didn't know this, actually. He just said, you have cancer. He's the doctor. Yeah, he just said, you have cancer. And I reached out to one friend. He introduced me to the CEO of the Angeles Clinic, Dr. Lawrence Puro. Next morning, so I'm on the phone with him in 45 minutes in his office the next morning on the 10th. And he diagnosed me with the advanced aggressive. Um, I had a tumor across here, it was 23 centimeters across. Here's his diaphragm. So you had a tumor across your diaphragm? Yeah, and it was about 23 centimeters one way. It was wrapped around all of my organs, including my adrenals, and was 19 centimeters another way. I had one across my pelvis, which I'd been working with my chiropractor thinking it was a ligament problem, and it was already in my bone marrow. Wow. I could tell because I do energy work. Um, I could tell when Dr. Piero came in that it wasn't good news. Yeah. Fortunately, he didn't tell me how bad it was at the time. He told me it was stage four, he told me it was aggressive and all that sort of stuff. And he wanted to put me in the hospital that night. So he saw it as urgent. Um, and we agreed I'd go the next day. Um, he said, tonight or tomorrow. And I said, let's do tomorrow. So I had a healer come in and work on me. And I discovered some things that I hadn't been aware of, like I was holding stuff around um, guilt around my mother's death when I was 11. Mm -hmm. 
And even though I'd done all this emotional work around my mother, I hadn't dealt with the fact that my 11-year-old blamed himself for not being there yeah. because he could have saved her. Um, and so so I did a lot of work like that. And the next morning, literally on 11-11, so my ring is 11-11. Yeah. And my license plate on my car is 11-11. I get wheeled in for chemo literally the next day. And because the way it was playing out, I just trusted that it was being divinely orchestrated. And so they they pumped me up with fluids, like to the point where I looked, you know, Austin Powers, the fat bastard. Yeah. I look like fat bastard. But they did that because as the tumors break down, and they didn't want me to get tumor lysis because it could, if it gets in my organs, then I've got a whole new issue. So I blessed the chemo, and the chemo did knock me around. But anyway, I so I did two rounds of chemo on the th on the thirty third day after diagnosis. I sat with Dr. Pirro, and he said that it was one of the worst cases he'd ever seen. Yeah. And he's the CEO of the whole Angeles Clinic, um, and that he put me in hospital because there's a chance I wasn't coming back out. Yeah. A week later, he comes in and he throws the papers on the table. I've just done a full PET scan, blood work, everything. That's now 40 days since the diagnosis. And he throws the table, papers on the table, throws his arms up in the air. He said, I haven't had something small to do with this. If you're in full remission, you have no cancer left. Wow. And that's a miracle to go from stage four. Oh, it's yeah, crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so, People ask me all the time what I did. And a lot of it was placebo effect belief. I, I really believed that it was initiation. I didn't think expect to recover that quickly. I expected it to be like a, for a 10 month process, but both Blake and I at no point thought this is it. And Blake is your partner. Yeah, yeah. And so what do you, and when you say initiation, Cooper, what do you mean by that? Yes, so everything, so initiations are where you go through a process, there's a lesson involved in it, mm -hmm. and there's a gift involved in it. Mm -hmm. And so um, the lesson for me was pure trust. Mm. Yeah. So I said a prayer, though even though I didn't think this was it, I still said, said this prayer. I said, if, if this is it, I'm okay. Because I know the other side's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not ready for it to be it. I feel like my mission is not complete. And I'd like to complete my mission with your permission. <laughs> and I ended the prayer, and I end all prayers with this. This or something better for the highest good. Mm. And I let it go. I mean, I'm, uh, the reality is, even though I, there are a lot of things I could do, like I was doing coffee enemas, I was doing all sorts of things. Um, and I was doing a lot of healing work, forgiveness work, releasing all resentment. I mean, I, I thought I was pretty cool and had very, I didn't, but it was in recesses, you know, was yeah. a, uh, where I was holding it. And anyway, so I recovered really quickly. Um, and then on Good Friday this year, my son, my 23-year-old son, Ethan, crossed over. Mm. And... Um, yeah, all days. Yeah, I remember that day. And the cancer was really nothing by comparison. Mm -hmm. You know, it was really nothing by comparison to um, to that. I mean, it was just devastating 
beyond belief. And the weird thing is I know my soul in its planning phase, along with Ethan's soul, agreed to this. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to imagine that part of my journey was to agree to lose and from this plane, I know he's not gone. This, yeah, we're talking the 3D, the physical. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, And the you're talking plane. at the 5D, at the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's still he's, here in presence. Yeah, in so many ways. And so that has been really healing. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know that this is related to the cancer. I remember I said that the, the lesson was trust. Yeah. And I got it because even losing Ethan, and I grieved like I grieved like I've never didn't know I could grieve. Yeah, it was just like the, the level of depth and sadness, just howling, crying. Yeah, and um, mm -hmm. he's. I'm just lucky that I know he's with me all the time. Yeah, and I I feel for those that don't know that. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I know I would have survived, but I don't know how I could have survived if I'd have had not known that. And he shows up. I mean, so he's been my guiding, he's my guiding light. And I realize my guiding light's in here, but he's my guiding light up there. <laughs> yeah, he's been my father before. Mm. Um, yeah, so he's come through and communicated a lot. Um, and I don't have yet have a direct, like, conversational thing with him, mm -hmm. but I believe that will come. So I know I passed the first initiation because in losing Ethan and this whole thing, I've not lost trust. Mm. I mean, I know there's a greater plan of play that my little pea brain is not privy to. So Cooper, when you um, say trust, um, it's so, tell me more about what you're trusting and what you're seeing in that. Yeah, okay, thank you. Um, so, I believe that, and I, I want to say I know, um, there's a greater plan going on, right? and that, um, you know, the Almighty is all-knowing, and so the Almighty knew all this was coming, this is why it was all prophesied, you know, the planet is going through its awakening, People are going through their awakenings. Consciousness is growing um, faster than COVID. That's yeah. hopeful. And, yeah. and when you say awakening, what do you mean by that? So when people are listening to this, I really want them to understand. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Well, and the initiation is interestingly a part of that awakening. So for me, those experiences were compost. You know, like when you have a forest fire and you have all the ash and all this beautiful growth comes up. Yeah. Well, so that's what was going on so you know i'm being asked to elevate mm -hmm. and so what's awakening within us is our what i like to call our always self a l w a y s always our eternal our eternal self so we're human beings hue is light mm. being is spirit so we're light beings in the flesh, woman, man, human, human. And so the that's the part that is awakening within us. And so it's, you know, people call it consciousness. You 
we're trying to name something that's not nameable, not knowable, not measurable, um, but it's real. And so some people are aware of it's happening and others, they're just inching, you know, just a little bit at a time. So they're not even aware it's happening. Uh, and others are, I like to describe is, so in churches, they say, we all have the Holy Spirit. Right? So, and I agree with that. And this is not about beliefs. This is about just what's happening. This is the greatest time in history. And we're experiencing all these cataclysmic like events that were written about, mm -hmm. that were spoken about. Yet what we don't re realize is what is this all about? And so this awakening could be called the ascension. It could be called the great awakening. It could be called the second coming. Yet the second coming is not an individual. The second coming is awakening of this force that's already in us, awakening in each one of us. We are the ones we're waiting for. And that's symbolized. <laughs> yeah, it's, we are. And it's symbolized by 1111. Mm -hmm. so, so we've grown up in a world, everything's made in the image of the creator. Whatever we want to call the creator, once again, we're trying to name something that's not knowable or nameable. Um, but if everything's made in the image of the creator, then the creator permeates everything. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that light also permeates everything. And so, and so we are just remembering why we came. So the light team is on the ground and the light team is in the air. Uh, so Ethan is finishing his mission in the air. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he's a guide for many. He's not just a guide for me and his family. He's a guide for, he's a guide for the light. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to, I want to stay with your question before I go to the back there. Um, so this awakening at times can could be a jolt for someone they may lose their job they may lose a loved one they, you know what i would reference is initiation and, and the more they get that it's happening for them not to them yeah. the more they can move through the initiation with grace yeah. and some because some don't feel graceful yeah. but we don't know it's, you know this happens all the time where you know, i was just talking to a friend um a mutual friend actually and he had been ripped off in a property deal but, um, years ago and spent like five years trying to work it. And the reason it was not meant to happen, even though it was challenging for him, it was meant to be where he landed. Right. Uh, and, and so when he was in it, he didn't realize it was happening for him. He thought it was happening to him, but it was always happening for him. And so we don't know until later. Right. It's gone. And so, this it's a deep wisdom that's awakening within us. You know, so um, we're shifting from operating our minds from our ego, ego is EGO, edging God out, mm -hmm. to operating it from our heart, where the wisdom is, where knowingness is. And love. 
Which is love, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is love. I mean, so, yeah, love is the highest vibration. And it's not woo-woo. And the people that don't understand it may want to call it woo-woo. Sometimes people refer to things that are new age as, oh, it's new age. Well, would you rather old age? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you, what's wrong with new age? Like, yeah. Um, and so a lot of these shifts, people don't realize what's happening because churches have said the Holy Spirit is within you, but they didn't tell you you're holy. Yeah. The reality is you're holy. You know, if you're part of the divine, you are divine. You're made in the image of the divine, you must be divine. <laughs> it's not a trick question. And if you have the Holy Spirit within you, how are you a sinner? You're divine. You're holy. And... There's just a lot of confusion that was created by, doesn't matter whether it was deliberate or misunderstandings, right? But what we're learning is that a number of things. One is that um, we are creators, you know, and so we are far more powerful. We're powerful beyond measure. Yeah. These are, you know, this is just an avatar. It's like reverse avatar. And so I came into this body to be a guide for many to awaken. I chose to be male, um, or at least my soul chose to be male. Um, and part of the reason for that is I'm very clear that women are here to lead us home. Mm -hmm. And so I can represent that without any bias, because I'm not a woman. Um, and the W in women is for wisdom. Yeah. And so the shift that we're going through is not about againstness. It's not to be against the patriarchy. Right? It's more togetherness. And the goal is that, it, that everybody gets to rise. Yeah. yeah. And so this process that we're going through on the planet, whether people are aware of it or not, the way I like to describe it is, yeah, so we're here in um, Oakland at the moment, and let's say there's an earthquake here, and you feel it, and I don't. Just because I didn't feel it doesn't mean it didn't happen, right? And so some are more aware of the shifts that are occurring, and some are asleep to it, and that's okay. There's a, a good way to um, view it is if a rose bush with, you know, seven getting toward 8 billion roses on it, you know. Some are just still stems. Some are buds that are tightly shut. Others have been struck by the light enough that they've opened or they've begun opening, they've begun flowering. And we don't know whether our flowering will stop. Can I offer something that I'm hearing? Yeah. Is, because we're living in really um, just horrific times right mm. now. But what I'm hearing that you're saying is that you trust it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I trust it. What I, and it's weird to say this, but one of the gifts in this whole experience is when Ethan first came through, he asked, this is the way he expressed it. And so, um, he asked I, that I use my wisdom to help people understand that there's no death. So people can live fully alive. And, 
know, you know, people are in such fear of different things and they cycle on fear. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard on the body. It's really hard on the body. And so the body is built to self-generate, to self-heal. And fear, cortisol and adrenaline and things that are caused from it, you know, they shut the other systems down because it's in your, you're in fight or flight mode. Yeah. And you know, so that needs to take control. And what's happened is the planet either consciously or unconsciously, known or unknown, has been under frequency control. Yeah. And that f- is shifting as people, there's no stopping what's coming. What's coming has never been witnessed. The cataclysmic events that we've experienced have rarely been witnessed, you know, all the way down to um, two weeks ago, you know, right. and then Maui, and it's just, again, it's going on and on. We're going to continue to experience cataclysmic events, which is kind of initiation at a, at a at a whole planetary level. Oh, wow. So this is where I really get your gift right now. Is having gone through what you've just experienced, you're actually a leader of people through these initiations to have trust and faith and knowing that it's okay. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting because I'm, working with a guy um, and he has been told he has terminal cancer. And I said to him, what if this is an initiation? And he felt it with his body. Yeah. He knew. Well, and he now knows it's an initiation. So he's not using the word terminal anymore. Um, it's his initiation. So can I, I want to share one other thing that I'm seeing that you're saying when you said that, mm-hmm. because we live in thought created reality, the minute you said initiation, it became a totally different experience. Yeah. 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 The mind, so it's, remember I said before, the mind can only think, but it's very powerful. The mind can create what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you focus on what you don't want, Guess what? You get what you don't want. You get what you don't want, yeah. And so once you get get and trust this initiation, it's a whole different ballgame. Well, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing... Placebo effect comes into play. Well, I hear what happens is is that... um, Hold on a second, because I can feel it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like um, initiation is is that I'm I like in the the African tribes um, where they would initiate their children into manhood, the the Maasai, and it was for something bigger coming. Yeah. And so you. Yeah, all of them are for something bigger coming. Yes. Right, and what I feel is that instead of shutting down the system, you're opening up and allowing and accepting and, yeah. and almost anticipating like. What I always say, there's a pony in the manure. You know that the better, like there's something larger, there's something um, of honor coming. Yeah, that's what's yeah, that's what's waking up in everybody. Yeah, um, and what's waking up has always been there. And so Rumi, the famous poet, said, 
So that you seek is seeking you. If you're here today, you would say, and it's inside of you. You know, so the confusion, I'll just call it confusion, that, that most religions have is God is just outside, but God's inside and outside. It's everything. Yeah, and everywhere, permeating everything. Yeah. Um, we chose to come, all of us, so if you're watching this, you chose to come at this pivotal time in, in all of history, all of human history. No planet has ever been through an ascension process like this coming out of the denseness of the third dimension into really just reuniting heaven and earth. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I can feel, I just got, you know, your, your cheekbones. Yes, yeah. Goosebumps? Yeah. I goosebumps. Your hair's been up and then said what? It's um, yeah. that they say that there is heaven and earth. Yeah, yeah. And what you're saying is this is what's happening is that we are going to have heaven and earth. Yeah, and it's available now. Yeah. So, at any point, we have the ability to, because we can cultivate our thoughts. A lot of people don't realize you can cultivate your own thoughts, mm -hmm. and so that they just their thoughts just run from their subconscious mind, and they're just doing the same thing over and over. But if you take control of anything, same as your breath is happening for, for your with your autonomic nervous system, and but you can take over your breath. So at any point, you can take over and start to shift. The thinking patterns yeah um, until they rewire and so this awakening is happening in waves and the initial wave will be supporting the following waves and the objective is that everybody everybody rise but that's not going to happen because not everybody's going to look inside. It's an inside job. Yeah. Yeah. And so those st stuck deeply in essentially the matrix. Um, actually, I can't say that. I don't know that to be true. What I've heard, can I share what I've heard? Yeah. Is that there's a new human being coming. And yeah, they are coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, um, it's a sacred human. Yeah. And that in this lifetime, it may not be in this lifetime, but in future lifetimes, everybody is going to get there. Yeah, all the kids coming in now for yeah. the new earth. Yeah. You know, so so the as we activate each other, so our goal is to activate each other, you know. So we're activating the light that's already in us. Yeah. It's already oh. there. And so we all have a dimmer switch. And so I can think you you upset me, but something in my mind allowed me to turn the dimmer switch down. No matter what you say, it's it's up to me as to whether I take on what you said that says there's something negative about me, and I turn my dimmer switch down. Now it's like a pile plate; you can't turn it all the way off. Right. But we can turn it up, and that's what's going on. As we turn it up, I um, and that pile plate lives in the solar plexus to me. So. Well, yeah, they're saying that's the new brain. One of the things is that we can, um, you just said it, we can remind each other that we are the light. You can see the light underneath all of people's imaginary pain, shame, guilt, fear. And that's what you do is you see the light in people. Yeah, well, so yeah, it's there, it's every, yeah. in everyone. Yeah, most people, because... People have been taught it's outside you, not inside you. 
Right. And that's what's waking up. Is that? You oh know, wow! I just have um, chills again. Nice. Yeah. Because that's that's what's awakening within everyone. So we could try to describe it, but but we're trying to describe something at such a at a, at a human level that is beyond our ability to define anything. So I can I can share my experience because we're coming to the end of this podcast and just sitting here with you and listening and being present with you is that I can feel the expansion of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel the light of me and the love of me. Yeah. Just getting larger and larter and larger. Yeah. Just by this. Yeah. And so when you when this happens, what's happening is we're experiencing the higher dimensions. And so when we get upset, we drop back down. Yeah. The fourth dimension is a dimension of trans- transformation. Yeah. The fifth dimension being the dimension of love, where we know. So we're like back to the, the rose bush. So the rose bush is flowering, right? and and the roses look across at each other. Say, oh, you're separate to me, but they're not separate, right? And or a new one is pushing through. And that's like the equivalent of initiation has to struggle, the struggle to get breakthrough for new growth. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so we are, we're on this mission together, all of us. We, we all chose to come and we're all just remembering why we came and who we are, really are, not who we've taken ourselves to be. We're not our identities. I used to think I was a CEO. I'm a CEO of a software companies, and I'm a father and a husband. And, they're all just identities. Yeah. Well, Cooper, it's, it is an honor to talk to you again. And I'm so thrilled that I know you and that we remind each other of who we are. Yeah, we get to activate each other. Right. And so for the listeners, Cooper's information, how to find him, if you want to wake up and really get connected to your initiation, get through your initiation, um, his email will be on the website and it's a gift. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. Bye, everyone.